Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, March 29th. All the major U.S. equity futures indices are trading down about the same percent. So the S&P is off about 22 points. That's about 56 basis points. NASDAQ is off about 72 points. That's also 56 basis points. The Dow is down about 160 points. That is about 50 basis points. So all the U.S. futures indices off about 50 to 55 basis points. The major European indices are trading up small overall, so about 10 to 15 basis points. You are seeing large losses in banks. Um, and then most, there aren't really any other indice, any other subgroups suffering major um, losses in Europe. And then Asia finished higher, generally across the board, although there were a few pockets of red. So a couple of moving pieces this morning. Um, I think what's most interesting, what's certainly receiving the most attention has to do with the enormous block trading activity from Friday and then the fallout that that has inflicted on certain banks. So Credit Suisse and Nomura both are warning of very large losses um, related to, it all looks like this is related to margin loans tied to a single hedge fund. Um, I have a full write-up in the piece this morning. I sent it around earlier this morning. It's up on the website. Um, it's also included in the Vital Dawn Um you have uh, media reports suggest the losses at other banks involved, including Deutsche Bank and Goldman, are not material, not large. Um, but you are seeing losses. Um, you are seeing banks get sold across the board, especially the ones with large brokerages. So UBS, Deutsche Bank, BNP, Paribas, all suffering losses in Europe. Um, Goldman and Morgan Stanley are both down about 3% plus pre-open so far. Um, a lot of concern that this is going to become a macro problem to the extent brokers across Wall Street begin to rein in margin loans, um, which could force further selling and or that this invites the attention of Washington and certain regulatory bodies that crack down on not just margin loan extensions, but also the whole practice of acquiring anonymous stakes via swaps. Um, so we'll have to see the fallout. I tend to think this is not going to be a major macro problem for the time being. Um, you know, A lot of media reports suggest a lot of the extreme selling is done. Although you are seeing some headlines flash this morning about um, additional blocks being offered in some of those stocks involved on Friday. So that is definitely the biggest issue this morning. You know, I think the U.S. futures losses are really a function of just what occurred in the final hour of trading on Friday. We saw that huge rally that occurred essentially on no major news. Um, so you're just giving that back. You aren't seeing, I think the price action in Europe is kind of indicative of the mentality right now where banks are getting sold, but you're not really seeing a systemic fallout in other sectors. So that is definitely, um, like I said, the big news of the morning. Some other items to note. Um, progress was made on unblocking the Suez Canal. So they have um, moved this boat somewhat. It looks like in the next 36 hours, you could see headlines crossing that the Suez Canal is fully reopened. Um, you know, I don't think this has really been an overhang on the market. Certainly supply chain strains overall have been an enormous headwind for companies going back to late in 2020. Um, this Suez Canal issue is just kind of, I think, one small component of the broader supply chain overhang. So again, to the extent you see headlines in the next day, talking about how the Suez Canal is fully reopened. I really don't think that's a reason why markets should rally. Um, you did have an announcement from Renassas. The Japanese semiconductor company came out and said that damage from a recent fire is worse than it expected. So this is um, you know, a huge piece of the global semiconductor supply chain, especially for the auto market. So that is going to just exacerbate the shortage of semiconductors um, for autos and other end markets. That to me is actually the more important supply chain headline than uh, the Suez Canal. Um, 
a couple of other items to keep in mind. You have a lot of media reports talking about this upcoming Biden speech that's going to occur Wednesday in Pittsburgh. So remember, Build Back Better is the next phase of uh, the Biden fiscal policy. It is going to couple infrastructure spending with tax hikes. They are breaking it up into two components. So the first will be physical infrastructure spending, so traditional roads, bridges, ports, et cetera. Um, that will be the primary topic of this speech on Wednesday, and it looks like that will be coupled with corporate tax hikes. The second phase, which will be rolled out in the coming weeks, will be more social infrastructure. So that is education, um, worker training, childcare, et cetera. That will be coupled with individual tax hikes. Um, you know, a lot of the tax hikes are really, you, you know, you can kind of read about them going back to the campaign. I don't think there's any mystery about what Biden has talked about as far as raising the corporate rate, raising um, uh, the individual rate for for wealthier earners and raising the capital gains rate also for wealthier earners. Um, you know, I think the big question is not what Biden wants. I think it's very clear what Biden wants. Um, it's more kind of the appetite in Washington for passing major fiscal legislation. Um, I do think that, you know, initially I had been somewhat skeptical that there would be any um, chance of getting um, legislation passed uh, near the scope of what Biden is proposing. But um, it Democrats do seem to be on the same page. They will likely utilize reconciliation for at least part, if not all, of the infrastructure spending. Um, and you'd have to imagine that, you know, there will be some type of a tax hike involved, um, whether it's fully what Biden is proposing um, or a scaled down version of it. Um, it does look like that, you know, investors should be preparing for these types of bills to pass. You saw on Friday in the U.S., a lot of names tied to fiscal infrastructure spending traded very well, um, I think, in anticipation of this speech that may continue. But like I said, there, you know, there won't be major news on Wednesday. It's widely known what he's going to talk about. There's been a million articles speculating or detailing what he's going to be talking about. Um, the bigger the bigger question is just watching how this all unfolds in Congress over the coming months. Um, the other big theme for this week is going to be March economic data. You're going to get a lot of ISMs, PMIs, and then the U.S. jobs report on Friday, the day when U.S. markets are closed. And that jobs report is expected to be a blowout report um, with 600 plus thousand ads. Um, and again, I think, um, you know, look, just looking at the market broadly, I have kind of three concerns right now, one of which is the expectations around tapering where, you know, the Fed has been um, very uh, insistent that they are not even considering tapering. They see so they see no need for it. But if you see employment numbers continue along at the present pace, including the weekly claims figures dropping, and then you see uh, the March jobs report on Friday come in at plus 600,000, um, you know, you are getting to a point in time where it's certainly not unreasonable to start even considering the possibility of tapering. So I do think that you're going to start to see an evolution in Fed rhetoric around tapering. Um, and I think that is something markets aren't paying enough attention to. The other big concerns I have, uh, the other big two concerns I have concern Q1 earnings noise. So I think you're going to see a lot of one-time hits to earnings coming up in Q1 related to some of the supply chain issues, um, not just part shortages and input cost increases, but also this February storms create a lot of headaches for certain companies. So a lot of it is short-term and temporary, which is why I think Markets aren't going to punish firms um, enormously, but I just think you're go you are going to see a lot of noise um, starting in about two weeks when earnings kick off. Um, and then the third risk is just concerns tax rates. So again, I think um, the odds of Biden pushing forward with this pretty ambitious fiscal agenda are are high. Um, and you are going to see rates increase uh, to a certain extent. I think that's another thing markets probably aren't paying enough attention to. 
So that is everything for this morning. You have uh, there's a bunch of other news. I have everything in the piece. You have a bunch of M and A items on the tape um, for the calendar uh, on the calendar for Monday specifically. There's really essentially no scheduled news, uh, and that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.